Hello good people and welcome to this is episode 8 of season 10 of the Brunswick Beer Collective and I'm Chris Shorten, with me is Jeffrey Chi. Afternoon. With me is Paul Christoph. Howdy. And with me is Emily Day. Hello again. But who just appeared out of nowhere but she kind of were pretty predictable. I did not attempt to crash this podcast. I just came here to do some work and then next thing I know I got invited on the podcast and who am I to say no to these lovely men? And us as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and these guys. Yeah, these guys. Are. So we are right. This is the this is the first like it's not the first episode we've recorded for the year, but it's definitely one where the um, the first one we've had had Jeff, other than the adventure, which was a bit drunker than we more drunken than we intended. So that'll appear as a bonus episode and um, uh, halfway through in mid season. We felt like we were shortchanging our listeners who pay nothing. Exactly. Can you shortchange someone who pays nothing? I think you can, and I think we would have. Yeah, yeah we would have yeah. been. We found a way. Negative credit. Yeah, right. yeah. It, it, it's a social currency, I you'll, think. You'll see what we mean when... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I shortchange my readers all the time with my free magazine. Which is it's which still, is awkward for them, really. I was yeah. introduced my friend to your uh, magazine today. Because he now he lives in Preston and he has a one-year-old. So I was like, ah, oh, you're now the, ah, you're the stereotype of the, uh, <laughs> of the year. Babies. And a beer. Yeah. Because he was just saying how now that his child's, you know, turned one, he can kind of see them become a human being again Mm. and go out. And I'm like, yes, well. It's the thing. You are are exactly the thing. And, of course, craft beer pubs are, like, perfect for that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I've got a mate who lives in Heidelberg who ends up down here, like, during the footy season all the time I run in. Pretty much the only time I see him is, like, yeah, when he's here to watch the footy and he brings the kid along and stuff. I was uh, just at a brewery where a first birthday was taking place. Yep. So beer and babies are now together at last. It's, it's difficult not to be, feel slightly happy about that. Yeah, well, one time, one time when I tried to go to the Gertrude, rest in peace, um, they worked closed for a first birthday party. <laughs> I mean, the, the vegan juice bar, or whatever <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, that, is that actually a vegan juice bar? Well, it's bar not now? anything yet. It's still, it's like just a graffiti. It up. Yeah, I think yeah, they were way too early <laughs> with their um, press release and paid mm. broadsheet for coverage. When they didn't exist. It was exist. all like, you know, ah, oh, yes, okay. we're going to open and everything and it's going to be great and broadsheet's like, this place is going to be amazing and blah, blah, blah. And then like two months later, it's still not open. I think the one at the Carlton Club's open because it's the same owners. It's up at the back of the Carlton Club. Are you serious? So this... So I think the Gertrude is still going to be a bar, but I think the, the back room is going to be the juice really? bar. Really? Yeah. Okay. It sounds... It's very close. It's very confusing. Awful. You want to get your messaging Especially right the vegan and juice. timely. Because so, I'm still confused. So this episode has started out with a proper amount of normals. Um, so much normals. It's pretty normal. So many normals. So much. So many normals. So many normals. So a so little tangent. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so uh, I guess we should start with um, a bit of housekeeping. Um, so uh, when, when you listen to this, if you listen to this on say a Thursday when it, uh, when it's released. You'll, um, on the following day, you'll be able to find in Melbourne and most of the country our collaboration beer with Hop Nation, which is the market IPA. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of kind of awesome. It's happened really fast. I, I haven't tasted it. I, I'm hoping it tastes fucking great. Well, we've smelt it. Well, no, you've smelt it. I ran away before the smelling part. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. uh, well, I guess I didn't. Yeah, we haven't really discussed this part. So, no. yeah, because obviously you had to go to work and I just worked from home at <laughs> the brewery. Um, but no, the, um, so we put the kaffir limes in, and mm. I, I did a bit of that, so, mm. you know, contributing and all. But, um, yeah, they were in there for about half an hour mm. before we took them out, and, um, well, the head brewer took them out. Manning, you know, the sales guy and myself, were at the front of the brewery having a chat, and we could just smell the kaffir lime. 
mm. everywhere. Like it had engulfed the entire warehouse. That's quite a large warehouse. Mm. The smell was that strong. So um, half an hour was sort of definitely the optimal time. But um, it was like, wow, like that's intense. Yeah. And um, the cardamom went in after that. I also put that in. So, you know, mm. again. Mm. Contributing to the uh, brewing yes. process. At least one of us did something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But now that was quite interesting. Yeah. And um, so the proportion, so the cardamom proportion, it's sort of mm. based on a um, traditional sort of Hefeweizen. Oh. So it wasn't just a random amount. Yeah. It seemed like a high amount. I can't remember if it was like 500 grams or something. It seemed like a lot. It's, it's, not like, it's not like Ratatouille where it's like, yeah, no, no, we're just going to add this much extra spice and we'll add this much such and such and then they taste it, sip it and then they keep on moving on. No, no, so yeah, it's all very scientific. So it's sort of the final stage now is um, with the emulsions of mm. the chilli right. to be added because the chilli is something mm. that's being added afterwards. Because ah. they're going to do like sort of going to test like kind putting like different what, amounts, right? Like what yeah, we did kind of like what um, we did with the um, mint. Not mm. yeah. so junior mint. So it's the same thing because we want that chilli taste mm. which... We don't want it to be a lingering chilli. Mm. We want it to be a, oh, that's chilli when you first hits your tongue and then a couple of then seconds it goes later away. it's gone. Well, so if... It's, yeah, it's, um, that's the final piece of the puzzle and then it's going to be, yeah, like on tap Australia Day at Beer Deluxe and then um, around the country Yeah, in, in, from the day, the day after. In, including um, my hometown of Ballarat where it'll be on at the Hop Temple, which is Because my hometown of Perth. <laughs> the only uh, location TVA. <laughs> so if you go to the, uh, you know, Brunswick Beer Collective slash City Lane website, you'll see a list of all the venues. Mm. Um, yeah, Perth is the only TBA because it's not direct distribution. Ah, uh, okay. So it definitely is a keg going to Perth, mm. but it's up to the distributor there. So we'll um, post on socials as soon as we know. So people keep an eye out for it. It's got the market IPA. Uh, we don't know what it looks like yet. Uh, we know it's a neat Tazy. Tazy. It's very, very hazy. I saw it halfway through becoming a beer and it was already starting to, just within the space of probably about two hours, it went from being quite a clear concoction mm. to something quite hazy. Sweet. Now, the other thing we need to mention is the Brewers' Feast Festival, which, as everyone, as many people would know, Brewers' Feast is a festival in Melbourne and it had a really good idea, except for the fact that it got completely rained out when they tried to hold it in December. So now it's on on the 3rd and 4th of February um, and we're going to be there, um, we'll be there on the Sunday. Emily's going to be doing a froth launch there also on the Sunday. Um, so we'll all be pretty much mobbing every girl we can find. So if you see us wandering around with a microphone, do come and say hello. And obviously get down there if uh, the tickets you previously bought are still valid for this time around. That's all I can remember from Brewers. Now, it is a brand new year. Which means we kind of have to firstly, I mean, you, obviously there's the whole Gab's Hottest 100 thing that um, sounds... I, I didn't just, vote. I haven't... Is, is voting closed? Yep. Okay. It must I, be. I didn't, it, doesn't it get an, announced on Australia Day? Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't be... No, they're doing the same thing, I think. There's Triple J. Or are they doing the Saturday? Yeah. yeah. Look, I didn't vote um, either. I forgot about it. Oh. No, I just couldn't <laughs> And neither did Emily based on that. Sorry. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I like, I like too many different beers that mm. I couldn't... It's like when people say, oh, what's your favourite restaurant? What's your favourite band? It's like, I don't like too many. I'm not ranking. Or, mm. it's, it's too much of an effort. And we all know that, you know, Stone and Pacific Ale or Pirate Life, yeah. you know, Pirate Life or mm. Feral and Little Creatures will get in there. And it's all... The, it's going to be the same thing. And then craft beer nerds will whinge about how it's too much of a populist food. Mm. And, mm. I prefer to just sit back and, you know, eat my popcorn and watch the rants. Well, it's interesting. I looked at the betting markets and um, I think 
Stonewood is the shortest odds, but Bolter, the XPA, is actually second shortest. Yeah, but Bolter, Bolter will do well. Mm. Definitely and third shortest was the Pirate Life double IPA, which also will do. But I, I've, yeah. I, I struggle to think it can get number one. I think it's just too punchy to win the popular vote. But, it, I mean, it debuted at number three the first year it was in, so, you know. Well, out of pure, pure curiosity. Well, nothing really that. new has come out. No. Nothing new in mainstream. Filter. Probably filter could... Oh, the Hitler beer. The Hitler yeah. beer. Um. What? <laughs> oh, if, if you look at that label from the First writer. time I looked at the label, I just saw Hitler. I said, what the hell? Why is there a beer that says Hitler? Mm. Okay. And then I looked at it, it's like, oh, it, it's filter. I see what they're doing, mm. but I can't unsee Hitler now. No, and now that you've pointed out, none of us can unsee Hitler. So they seem like lovely people, and the beer's perfectly fine. It's just... Mm. I can't help but see Hitler when I see that logo. Hitler on a pack of cigarettes. I mean, that's what I saw. So. <laughs> Which is, I, mean, I know the pack of cigarettes kind of 70s branding is definitely what mm. they were going for. It certainly appeals to a certain mar- market, but I um, don't know if they were aware of the uh, Hitler nice. hit. No, well, I'm, I'm hoping they are now. Um, all right, so if we... Obviously, none of us voted. I death. voted. Oh, you voted. Mm. Sorry. I don't, I'm just looking at what I voted for. I don't remember what I voted for. I barely remember voting, but I did vote. So I was uh, on the way here. I was trying to work out what, like, what I thought my favourite beer of 2017 was, and it. I kind of, I kind of, I looked at my untapped ratings to try and work out. Okay, well, what did I rate the highest? And the highest was like the Bourbon County, Barrel Age, whatever. Um, oh yeah. Uh, but that wasn't necessarily my favourite beer of the year. It was just like the one I read the highest. I think. It's possibly the, the matriarch from Co-Conspirators. It's up there, isn't it? I, it's, for me, it was something that I went out and if I saw it there, it was like, oh, I'm buying this instantly. For me, it was um, Bruce. <laughs> Fair enough. Self-sighted. Definitely the uh, best beer of the year. We see someone posted an article about uh, someone in the Gold Coast has released a uh, dragon fruit beer and the article's, oh my God, dragon fruit beer's a thing. And all these people are commenting like, wow, it's like, old news. <laughs> Did that in July. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Bourbon County Barrel Stout, um, I was writing my little article on Goose Island. Obviously, mm. I visited there a little while ago, but it's taken this long for me to get to writing it up. It's and a backlog. Their tap room was renovated and reopening, I think, October. Mm. The tunnels one, yeah. Um, yeah, mm. the where, where one with all the in Chicago. Uh, so the original. That one that mm. AB and Bev had no interest in for a while. That was going to stay what it was. Mm. They decided to put some AB and Bev money in there. It's all very new and shiny now. But um, there's a side room where they have sort of vintage ales and rare stuff. Mm. And that is going to have Bourbon County Barrel Stout on tap year round. Whoa. That's pretty cool. Which I thought yeah. was pretty cool. I mean, b- big money means, well, big things. Jeff, what was your favourite beer of the year? Um, so I'm filling it up now. So in terms of Australian beer, I really like the Punch by Hop Nation, the Mango Goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I really got into sort of like that style this year. Actually, um, yeah. That's actually... I know, because I... Sorry to interrupt, but I know I said Bruce, but um, thinking about it, it's probably one of the beers that I checked in most... Yes, dear. That is actually a fantastic beer. And um, then I also had this one. It's called the Lobotomy Sinistral. It's from a Russian brewery um, in when I was in Berlin. <laughs> that was probably one of my favourite beers I've ever had. Like, it was, yeah, it was really, really good. Just like, you know, barrel-aged imperial stout, but just awesome. So the name was, is batshit crazy. Yeah, well, that's right. That's right. So I think, I think those two were probably the two standouts for me for the year. Nice. 
Emily? Um, well, I think in terms of quantity, my favourite beer was definitely the Kaiju um, Crush Tropical Pale Ale, which I drink a lot of over winter because winter in Melbourne is so grim. And when you see that can with the pineapple on it, on the beach, it makes, makes you very happy. happy. Mm. So, um, while I do love a good stout over winter, I also love a lot of tropical pale ale. Um, so probably that one, the Matriarch, anything from Hop Nation, and looking outside of Melbourne, um, Wayward's Sourpuss. Is it Sourpuss? Yes. Yes. The red, uh, sorry, the raspberry. No, no, no. Is it hibiscus? The, ra- the raspberry Berliner Weiss that came before. That's really good. That was very... Delightful. We also invented a beer, the Force Punch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you, I mean, we named it. And, um... I didn't actually invent this. Ah, who invented it then? This. Okay, so this was actually Dave from Virus K, who I think he was maybe talking about it in a message mm-hmm. to me, and so I went there and we did it, and it was delightful. And then we put it on Instagram. And then you guys did it, and mm. now... Now it's really it's a thing. thing. Yeah. So last night I was actually at Virus K, and he was encouraging a customer who was tossing up between buying the punch or the Jedi juice to buy mm. both and mix it. Well, we did push the Jedi, The Jedi punch? Can we force punch. Oh, the force punch. Mm. So we did push... No, but we've already named it. Yeah. It's on, it's on the podcast. We, we named it in the last episode. Well, and force punch I'm is a thing. <laughs> force punch. But a Jedi punch sounds fun. It's so like when you've dropped your lightsaber, you do a Jedi punch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you two find this out. <laughs> no, no, Sam, we, we did we did push for that to be a limited mm. release. Yeah, yeah. So we, we really want to see the Force Punch released as a thing. Hey, I like that. <laughs> that Hop Nation, if you're listening, Sam and Dunk. Get onto it. So the other thing that we do every year is our new beers resolutions, and that's essentially uh, for those listening at home, obviously, uh, that is. The things that we want to do differently this year that we um, may have did last year, things we want to change, things we want to, new beers we want to do that we may not have done before. So for me, my new beers resolution is I last year I think I went um, all out. I just wanted to like find consistency. I just wanted to you know get onto a standard. This year I want to go completely experimental. I want to um, try everything that seems out there and weird and strange, as much wild as possible, um, because I think there's so much scope for that. That and if I don't do that, then I feel like I'm going to miss out on because everything is seasonal now. Yeah, cool. Jeff, um, I think I didn't do a particularly good job last year of getting out to all the British breweries that I now have access to, mm. given that I'm there half the time. So I think I'm going to try and do that more. So do you know? bit more sort of yeah exploration of sort of you know London and the rest of England uh, and try and sort of just get some more stuff rather than spending all my time at craft beer pubs mm. sort of you know trying stuff from yeah so get to the source I think well and of course you know actual British rail goes really well like you know you can actually get places you can you can that's right as long as you're getting out of London it mm. works in London it's a complete disaster zone but uh, yeah poor transport for London the only reason it works is because I was involved in helping make it work here we go <laughs> I was I'm not, ma- I'm not making a story up for once my first job when I moved to London was with the association of train operating companies <laughs> well at least made sure the numbers added up <laughs> no you're an integral can't, can't run a train without numbers but we interesting so even though I was in finance mm. we weren't allowed to drink even couldn't even have a beer at lunch 
because technically we were all under the same sort of you know agreement. So technically speaking, any one of us could get asked to operate a train at any time. Did you ever get asked to operate a train? No, I didn't, unfortunately. Fuck berries. I would operate the shit out of the train. All right, Paul, what are your new biz resolutions? Um, so, it doesn't really count as a resolution as such, but I'm going to be in South America for mm-hmm. three and a half weeks in, in April, May this year. So, I've not really gone and tried beers from a country that I haven't really had many beers from for a while. So, I'll be in Peru, Chile, and Colombia. So the last two years I've done a lot of UK and US travel, which has been fantastic, but it's all been very familiar. Mm. So I'm just really looking forward to, yeah, sort of throwing myself out there and trying some beers from breweries I've never heard of, from countries I've never been to. And hopefully nothing but lagers. <laughs> nothing but lagers. But no, so that and, um, yeah, hopefully something else in the second half of the year as well, just really try to get a bit more adventurous with, I suppose, the mm. source of the beers that I'm trying. Excellent. Emily, um, given we just sprung this on you, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've already got some resolutions brewing away, as it were. Um, this yeah, year, what you did there. I'm going to try and drink. Bubble. I'm going to try and drink less beer <laughs> because I got to go drink so much beer for froth. Well, I don't have to, but I kind of do. Um, so I want to be more targeted with my beer drinking. If that, that sounds like it's just taking the fun out of it, but. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have less drinking days. And um, in a completely opposite direction, I would like to explore the New Zealand beer scene. So I'm kind of thinking I'd love to go over there and explore a bit and um, check out New Zealand breweries. That's a good resolution. Mm. So drink more and drink... No, drink less and drink more Kiwi beer. So we end up drinking the exact same amount? It'll be the same amount, but it'll be probably a higher percentage ratio of kiwi beers. Right. Well, I was actually talking to someone last night and he was a kiwi and he was like... Um, was he still a kiwi? I was going to say, he was a kiwi. <laughs> well, okay, you're right, technically. Um, anyway, and he was uh, he was talking about how um, he uh, how basically Garage Project, because he was like in love with Garage Project, and then he was saying that for a start, Garage Project cost a fortune here, then suddenly once they got their own distribution here, like personal distribution, then it's like, no, uh, it's all the same prices back home. I'd just pay thirteen dollars for a you know can of a two point eight percent white mischief. Maybe that's how much it costs over there. Yeah. Is nah, it? yeah. Where are you from? Um, Drinkwell. I don't know what that is. It's behind Bar Liberty. Oh. Same oh. kitchen. Oh. I don't get how much. It was just. I looked at it. I was like, oh, that's expensive. But then I really wanted it. That's got to be. So. That place has got to be much closer to you than this place is. Mm. I reckon. Oh, yeah, I'm, very, I'm very much a creature of habit. Welcome to our world. Well, it felt like a beer. So I, I drank a cocktail, then I had a wine. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, I knew I had this coming up, so I didn't want to go anything too heavy. And this is a delicious beer. It's true. It's a good example of, I think we were just talking before we went on, on air, which we're not really on air. But, um, a lot of people whinging about Perth Stadium beers not being allowed to be over 4%. And I'm like, well, here's a 2.8% beer that's fantastic. It's like, there are many examples of... 3.5% is my mm. favourite ABV. There are some really good 3.5%. You get all the amazing Berliner Weisses, like fruity stuff, and you can have a lovely Arvo session. What's this pinky? Is that 3.5? Yeah, 3.6, yeah. I think. So, yeah, I was drinking that last night. Yep. Just super refreshing. That was in my voting for fruity. Harvest 100. Oh, it's a, it's a bloody classic, mm. isn't it? Yeah, so I don't know why people whinge about... Mm. 
that. Yeah. Carson said that I had the little foot last night at Stomping Ground. That was a bit dull. Um, it was, I didn't mind that. I felt like once I got to about the like the first, uh, I, half of it was fine. Then yeah. once it's warmed up even slightly, it was like, uh, I don't want to drink this anymore. I mean, warm beer generally, I don't want to drink mm. anymore. Sounds like you were taking too long to drink your beer. Christopher. Yeah. Sounds like you were the problem, not the beer. Yeah, I, think, I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, also, I mean, you know, the, the whole the whole under under four percent beer thing. I mean, the, the same people, the people who complain this, the same people who cracked it when BB got moved from like four point nine to four point seven. So I think yeah. you, sort of, you just got to sort of, you know, sort of think about the the think, audience who is mm. who is responding here. I think also just to, um, um, I think also that for a lot of Australian men. Um, alcohol content is tied up in masculinity so if you sure. offer them a low yeah. strength beer they're just like Ex- excuse me like what are you saying about me am I less of a man that's why I barrel well, out some of my favourite beers <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if you take away a little bit of booze that you may as well just like you know make them wear a dress for the humiliation that they're feeling well, and the dress is obviously the best thing to wear in this summer heat well, it's a challenge. Barrel age stout at three and a half percent. That'd be that'd be an interesting thing to try and accomplish. Yeah. Well, we've had the everyone was trying the um, low ABV stouts mm. last year. Maybe that'd be a thing. Well, what would it, I guess it'd have to be even lower ABV because it'd increase. You know. So you make like a one percent stout, chuck it in a barrel, comes out three percent. What about home. the barrel aging process increases the ABV though? Is it just, it, well, I think it's because you just lose. And does water, it like take whiskey out so of it? Just the, becomes more. Doesn't it get like booze out of it? Like if it's a fresh whiskey barrel? I guess so. Doesn't it absorb it? I should know this. I no, it does. It does. Definitely increase. I was going to say that it does because a lot of people list, like pay attention if you say something. Well, maybe we'll turn it. Maybe we'll turn it three and a what half. What it does it, is it. Maybe we'll go sub sub four. It absorbs the the whiskey or the previous spirit from the barrel. Yeah. Mm. No, it does. That's why you have the ones aged in white wine barrels or red. Well, there was the um. Yeah, you get a lot of a lot of um, breweries. They'll do a beer and they'll have one batch aged in a red wine barrel and another batch aged in a white wine barrel. Of course, yeah. And of course, they taste completely different because yeah, they've taken on the the good, the, the good examples. The, what was the ones we got from here years ago? One of the, um, oh, the one, the the one with the, the stupid corks in them that corp. shattered. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, no. fucking insane. I think it was by Ballardin or something. Ballardin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were... Like, the beers were nice, but it was just an absolute... Ridiculous, like, corks fucking pain in the ass. And then oh. we had to pour it through a sieve. Yeah. <laughs> I was so angry, but, like, like it was wax-sealed as well. Like, it was just like... It was just, they just did, everything about this was, was just wrong until we got to the beer drinking part. So the moral of this story is, firstly, brewers try doing a barrel-aged low ABV BV beer. That is your challenge. But if you put a wax seal on it, we'll kill you. If, particularly put a wax seal over a cork. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, we'll get some more beer, but we should go back to one more thing because so we haven't had Jeff on since uh, before Christmas. And yep. even that was um, re- recorded prior to every other thing and prior to the Pirate Life um, tap takeover, which we had predicted was going to happen, but then didn't... Well, then it actually happened, and then it happened after the uh, uh, be- after we'd recorded the episode, but before, before the air, the air, the episode. I think I understood what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. In English, please. Jeff, what have you been up to in Europe? Um, well, I was in Asia and Europe, so I flew out uh, end of November, I was in Japan for a week, and then was in the UK for probably two or three weeks, then I was in 
Germany for a little bit, then France for a bit, skiing, and then back in Japan, and then home. So and then I got home in then the first week of January. So another two. Well, I think when I was in the UK, like I didn't do a lot of like, and, and this gets to the point I was just making. Like I didn't do a lot of like going out to breweries and stuff like that. But I did, I did go to the bottle shop a lot. Um, and one brewery that I found over there was one this brewery from Bath called Electric Bear. They did all these really cool sort of like stouts and barrel aged things and stuff. And best fucking name ever. I know, and it's an awesome name as well, right? So, so that was my new discovery when I was in the UK was Electric Bear. So I'm looking forward to trying more of their stuff and maybe actually going to the brewery. Right, I haven't been to Bath, so I should get out there and check it out. Um, the other thing that I did, which was, this was more sort of like, sort of, you know, a response to sort of like um, just a bit of disastrous logistics. When we were in um, Tokyo, or in Japan, the first day we went out to this area called Hakone, which is where there's all these like mineral springs and onsens and, you know. Yeah. It smells like egg. Exactly. It smells like egg everywhere and, you know, you can go and you can go on this cable car and you can go see Mount Fuji and do all this stuff, except we couldn't do any of those things because the day we got there, it was overcast as all shit and there would be no point going up to Fuji because it was too cloudy and we wouldn't be able to see anything. And then the gardens we wanted to go to were closed. They'd closed like the day before we got there and stuff like that. Then we found a brewery, so we went, oh well, all is not lost. So we went to Gora Brewery in the middle of the Harkona area and just yeah, just sat in there and just sank beers. And you could actually sit outside with your feet in like the the heated foot bath and just sink beers out there. It was awesome. So that was the other really cool thing that we did. And they, you know, yeah, they did some decent stuff. Like, it wasn't exceptional, but like you know, their, their stuff, you know, they did a reasonable core range, and yeah, it was it was quite pleasant. I, I think breweries need here need to take notice. Yeah, some, yeah, being able to or sort of like yeah, yeah, heated footbaths in the middle of winter, like you know, That's nothing not better. Oh, that no, could, not that, a big ask at all. That could be the point of difference for many breweries like struggling in this um, country. And then chilled footbaths over summer. That's like mm. right now, I could go a chilled footbath. If there was a brewery in Melbourne offering chilled footbaths. Yeah, that's right. We'd be recording this there right yeah. now. Uh, brewers, if you're listening, um, ma- make it happen for us with make all of that so budget. Oh, or any anyone who's been bought by AB and Bev, they should have the extra cash just to do yeah. that. And that's where they need to put the cash. Exactly. Not yeah. into like greater volume or actually paying their staff. Yeah, foot baths and yeah. like things that can alternate between heated and chill, right? Yeah. This thing sells itself. It does. Yeah. Look, on that awesome foot bath note, I think we should go off and get some beer. Okay, wait a second. And we are back and we're on to the first beer. And what is the first beer again? So the first beer is the IPA by Drake's Brewing Company. Uh, Despite what I said during the break, they're not from Oakland. They're from San Leandro in California. But they do have a brew pub called Drake's Dealership in Oakland. That is why I was uh, confused about their location. And they're um, owned by Drake from... um, Surely, must be. Drake's dad. Drake's dad, Mr. Drake. Yeah, but the one from the poster that's across the road from the Owl House. <laughs> 70s Drake's dad. <laughs> Wait, is is Drake actually is Drake's name actually just Drake? I don't know. If only uh, if only had a machine that <laughs> could answer this question. Okay, Google, what's Drake's real name? Drake's full name is Aubrey Drake Graham. That's his middle name. Thanks, Google. His real name is Aubrey. Good work. Aubrey. Yeah, yeah. Aubrey Graham. Yeah. It's better than Madonna. Yeah. Madonga. <laughs> yeah. It, though I think I think if any of us ever met someone named um Wodonga, you'd just them by the hand. Yeah, and then you'd just sort of like um hug them and say, I'm really sorry about it. <laughs> so, uh has everyone sipped this? Um yeah. yep. I have. Um what are your initial thoughts? I guess it's 
to say delightful, but not as delightful as the seven cent hard deck that I had earlier. Yeah, it's pretty standard yeah. West Coast IPA kind of mm-hmm. beer, right? This is, I think this is their flagship, so, you know, their sort of chorus mm. of Corey beers. That is exactly how I would describe it. The chorus. Standard, standard I'm West not, Coast IPA. I'm not getting blown away by any hot freshness. No. No. I, I, just, I just can't believe we jumped past the great line of the chorus of Corey beers. That's kind yeah. of like the perfect line, really. Just saying. I thought it was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's, uh, I, yeah. I, I, it's like there's crickets going on. <laughs> 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 oh, well. Yeah, we try. So I'm not. I won't give up my day job. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it is. It's a pretty standard sort of beer. I mean, I'm glad that it's travelled so well, um, given it's an IPA. Yep. Um, I, I like it. I mean, there's a description here. Do we want to hear the description? Let's do it. Drake's flagship beer, a West Coast interpretation of an India pale ale. Copper coloured from additions of light crystal malts and honey malt, which carry the malt weight of this hop bomb. Aromas of pine and grapefruit are delivered from the abundant Chinook, Cascade, and Falconer's Flight hops. Mm. Interesting. I was, I was I was just impressed with the amount of times I use the word malt in one sentence. Mm. Yeah. Maybe like if you were drinking it at the source, it would you would get that yeah. hop bomb. Mm. I'm not getting that. Um, my hop bomb is failing to explode. Is that? That's... I don't know. I could work on that. I'll work on that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we'll replace it in post. My the hot bomb. Yeah. Yeah, it's not mm. not I'm nice, sure. but no. it's just yeah, it's just not really. If I just run a marathon, I would drink this very gladly. <laughs> sure. This is like we're talking about stadium beers. This is the kind of beer that if I was at a stadium and I said, "Give me your IPA," mm. I would be happy to get. Yeah, that's Ooh. true. Or I was at a pub, which, you know, is not a craft beer pub. That's so hard. It's like, oh, there's an IPA. No, You're saying good. this is better than Carlton? No, I'm saying it's a <laughs> solid West Coast IPA. Like, it's... I can't get this in Perth Stadium, though. It's 3% over the ABV limit. <laughs> what if you get half of it? <laughs> Can you give me half Drake's IPA and half water? <laughs> yeah. Drake's IPA Shandy. Or well, Radler, sorry. Radler. Radler. That's yeah. right. I was going to say, after having the bloody Shandy from Tour... Did you have a Rattler when you were in Berlin? I did not have a Rattler in Berlin, actually. No, no. no. That, I, I think I may well have missed a trick there. You have to have a Rattler with, with Schwip Schwap. Schwip Schwap. Schwip Schwap. No, you just made that up. No, I didn't. So it's... Uh... Yeah, he's just trying to make me sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. right now. That's like... It's, it's like saying the Swedish I'm not, chef I'm, I'm, not, no, I'm no. not falling for that. <laughs> not again. No, no. It's uh, So orange cola is a thing in Germany. So Coke does. Oh, I can't remember what that's called. Mm. Maybe Coke Orange. <laughs> But Pepsi do one, it's called Schwip Schwab. So it's like the Pepsi logo, but it's uh, brown and orange. Because it's orange cola. So a lot of places do Rattlers, do half beer, half Schwip Schwab. <laughs> this is a real thing. You can even Google Schwip Schwab if you don't believe me on the break. I, uh, I, do, I, uh, I, I feel like I don't want to find out that it, this is um, false because I, I like guess the you idea don't. That I guess you don't ask for a Schwip Schwab Radler. You just ask for a Radler, and, and that's what it comes with. Fifty percent chance you'll get a Schwip Schwab. <laughs> Dude, you just want to continue to say Schwip Schwab. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I, the, as much as I reluctantly do not want to move on from Schwip Schwab, um, what are people saying about this beer? Uh, let us see. Let's see. Uh, yeah, the internet here is pretty bad. Keith E, easy drinking for a 7%, 3.75. Is it 7%? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But 7% counts as middle of the road now, yeah. nowadays. It's, that's where that's where the world has moved to. Seems a bit low way, baby, yeah. to me. Andy at the Mira Vista Country Club. 
birdie free, but managed to win a couple of rounds from my group. Five stars. Yeah, there do seem to be a few people who are drinking these on the golf course. <laughs> I love the I love the no context comments. God bless America. <laughs> Good work on your shutdown, people. Tom B at Jack's Cannery Bar. Great, crisp, hoppy, and no aftertaste. Four point two five. That's interesting. And it's, it's. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, I was going to say it doesn't linger, and then it got me thinking about Dolores. Mm. But um, yeah, it's so sad. There are lots Rest of people peace. either but, um, playing golf. No, like or the not last commenting. IPA I had was mm. the um, Axe something from Buxton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that the Axe Edge. The axe Edge. That lingered. That was very mm. bitter, and um, I think I understand that comment. This is very crisp and. Yeah. There's nothing surviving here. Uh, Stephen R at Hopheads, hoppy, fresh, and delish. Four, four out of five. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dean S has only rated at three point five with no comment, but his check-in venue is a beer bar called Parallel Universe of Luna Two on the Hidden Moon. That's cool as fuck. In um, well, somewhere in Thailand, clearly, because. I'll open in Google Maps, so I'm going to... So this gets to Thailand. Mm. It's impressive. It's, uh, still don't know, uh, oh. Chiang Mai. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, think, I think we so all I, just should go there just for that. Let's go now. And there's some in the photo of a T-shirt that says, My beer friend, Chiang Mai craft beer, since 2014. So okay. I thought they just made up the venue, but it's a legit craft beer bar in Chiang Mai. Because I was thinking, how could I not have been there? But yeah, I was mm. in Chiang Mai in 2013, so that would be that would be before it opens. So yeah, anyway, in Thailand, there you go. Mm. Uh, Steve J from Oxford Suites in Sonoma County. Classic IPA from the days when IPA was king. 3.75. I remember those days. I remember. They, yeah. were, they were the days. Yeah, yeah. It was a, if it was a different time, we were different people. Um, all right, uh, give me one more. Well, I think it's the um, thing we notice with a lot of the US beers is that the sort of US core range beers, you don't get a lot of comments because people have quite simply been drinking these beers for years. Mm. It's, it's like one of us commenting on a Cooper's Green. Mm. Still green label. Um, Steve G, not, not Steve, it might be Steven Gerrard, but um, <laughs> interestingly, purchased at Trader Joe's, 4.25, so it's a beer that, at least in the US, is available at supermarkets. Yeah. Alright, what do we think about this? Um, 3.5. It is, I think, no surprise with all my comments about it being a straight down the line West Coast IPA. It's, yeah, we'd drink again, but mm. it's, it's good. No we'd drink it again. Yeah, I think it's the definition of three and a half. Mm. Um, I'm giving it three. Oh, whoa. You define the Christoph scale. Well, well, no, maybe she just doesn't like it that much. It's because I just had this amazing IPA just right now from Melbourne Brewery 7 Cent, whose hard deck IPA just blows the socks off a lot of other IPAs. And just the freshness and delightfulness really made my day. So to take it down a notch with this has made me a little bit grumpy. Hence, I'm taking off that 0.5. Fair enough. Fair. The sad face that I'm now wearing. It's a very sad face. But, alright. Um, I also had the hard deck before this, but I, I would give both of them 3.5. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm giving hard deck before. Whoa. An unsolicited four. Unsolicited. Um, seven cents. Best kind of four. Um, 
Seven Cent fellas, if you're listening, that was a good endorsement. And nice to see um, Seven Cent back on top of the Alphas. I haven't seen it here in a while. No. So what I have noticed, interestingly, a bit off topic, checking through Untapped, um, Pastor Street. So a few people mm. have been buying their cans that are now available. They have officially launched in Australia. Mm. So obviously we had the Vietnam episode we did mm. last season. Thanks for letting us know, Pastor Street. But um, no, the, the Cyclo is officially out. So a lot of people are drinking it. And um, yeah, we've got mm. a f- few, few five stars. Which was a beautiful beer. Yeah, but of course there is the bottle that I forgot I bought. So I bought two bottles back from Vietnam in May. Oh, that's right. You found the bonus one. <laughs> so there's the one we had on the podcast, and then I was my <laughs> wife was clearing through all these empty <laughs> beer bottles. I had all these mm. boxes that beers had come in that I just kept the boxes, and they've just been piling up. I'm like, yeah, no, look, realistically, I don't need any of them. And she's like, oh, wait, this one's got beer in it. And it was a second bottle of Cyclostout. <laughs> It's the small victories in this world. So I think, you know, we'll drink that one in the winter when it's got a, yeah, got a full yeah. year on it. But, right, um, yeah, yeah it's, anyway, it's good to um, good see them in Australia, good to see people are enjoying them. Nice. So, on that note, we should move on to the next beer. And we are on to the last beer for this episode, and this beer is... It's also from Drake. It is... I'm going to make an attempt at trying to say it out loud and then everyone else can do their own attempts. I think it's called the uh, Denogonizer. That's pretty much what I would have said. Yeah, sounds good. I I assume that's a term somewhere or maybe it isn't, I don't know. It's probably a reference to something. It seems like something from Stranger Things. Denogonizer. Yeah, Denogonizer. Well, I'm sure if there was if there was a label, <laughs> was there a description? Oh, here we go. An imperial or double India pale ale. Denogonizer is a big, bold beer hopped with an abundant amount of Simcoe and Summit hops, and a touch of CTZ and Cascade, or American CTZ, I should say. Crystal and Munich malts add colour and flavour and help balance out the hopper salt. Denogonizer is also Drake's most powerful regular offering at a whopping 9.75% alcohol by volume. Exclamation mark. <laughs> Hold on to your head. Interesting. <laughs> Exclamation mark. Hoppy, strong, smooth, sweet and malty is what they have put as their um, taste indicators. Um, have, have people sipped this? Uh, not yet, actually. Well, 52,000 people have sipped it on um, <laughs> untapped. But, uh, okay, have people at this table sip this. It's very piney. It is. As in Pliny the Elder? Not Pliny, though, yeah. Um, Pliny, is it? I don't know. I said Pliny phrase, but I think it's Pliny, but now I don't know. I've never said it out loud for that very reason. And wait, wait, are you going to do I think it first it is, here? I think it is Pliny, though, because I mean, cause he was a guy. Yeah, I think like, it's Pliny. He was an actual guy yeah. back in you know, ancient right. Rome, so, yeah. Did he have anything to do with beer, though? Probably not. I think there was just an elder and a younger, so I've decided just to repurpose that. And and did Pliny the Elder have anything to do with beer? This this episode is sponsored by Google. No. Okay. That's it. Oh, here we go. Here's what I found on the web. Well, no, it's just a bunch of articles about the beer or how it's no longer the. Ah, so what did Pliny the Elder say about hops? <laughs> Anyway, keep talking and I'll, I'll find <laughs> I'll see if there's actually anything useful here. Yeah. Do we need to waste our listeners' time? Yeah, he was a Roman author and philosopher, basically. So that's fair to repurpose that for, ah, for beer yeah. purposes. What did Pliny the Elder say about hops? Not what you've been told, probably. And quite possibly, he said nothing about hops at all. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Author, lawyer and military <laughs> man. So his real name is 
Gaius Minor Plinius Cassilius Secundus. But um, Pliny to his friends. He died in AD 79 from a sure fit of scientific curiosity after getting too close to the exploding Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> wow. So supposedly... That'll do it. Supposedly he was the first person to mention hops in his writing. But, um... There we go. There's the yeah. link. I know. So he mentioned a plant called Lupus salicarius, which translates as Wolf of the Willows. So now we know where yeah. Wolf of the Willows got their name from, which is the Latin word, salix being Latin for willow tree. Um, so some people think that that tree mm. was a hot plant, but most likely it's not. And he basically invented the encyclopedia, it looks like. Whoa. So to be fair, I mean, as much yeah. as I love beer, I would much rather be known for... Mm. Like inventing an encyclopedia. Dying of a volcano. Um, dying of a What a way to die. Did you get that? Yeah. But, <laughs> that's all right, Shane. I was just letting you know. We need to read those comments. We need to read. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. But, um, yeah, so that's some interesting. Um, that's a, it's a, it's a tangent, but it's a, well, it's a normal. It's a normal. Yeah, it's a normal. <laughs> but it's actually, um, but it's actually quite interesting. Yeah, you, you know this, the the annoying part about the whole tangent versus normal thing is that um, now, it, yeah, now that we know it, are quite normal. Uh, well, every now we know we know that tangents aren't yeah, tangents. Yeah, you you go to say it all the time, and then you go, oh, hang on, no, 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 this is a normal now, and then you have to explain it to other people. No, the, the, see, tangent it doesn't mean what you think it means. You just need to submit to popular opinion. Well, I mean. Language belongs to us, not to um, the dictionary people. But even so, you know, I kind of now want to call things normals. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I, I feel like you know. Yeah, this, this, has been, this has been like my, my only useful contribution <laughs> to this podcast over like the last, you know, two and a half years has been to... <laughs> like you to debunk normal. You've only been doing the London thing for a year. That's true. Mm. That's true. You've made a lot... Well, but true, but useful contribution. Yeah, useful. <laughs> like yeah. There's, there's, an important, there's an important word in there, right? Let's... let's uh, Okay, um, so anyway, Fat A on the 18th of January. Also purchased it at Trader Joe's, so they must stop the whole cool mm. range there. Um, hoppy Strong IPA. Smooth but bitter alcohol aftertaste for me. Landon Donovan is heading to Mexico to play soccer. Eastbound and down? Bald. <laughs> and Landon Donovan, is he, is he bald? I don't know. There's so much going on. Well, this was the game. This is where Mexico beat the US and um, they didn't qualify for... Whoop. Oh, yeah. But no, this is 18th of January, so... Yeah, oh, so, well no, after that. so Landon Donovan must actually be joining a Mexican team. Yeah, maybe. He was, he was playing for LA Galaxy, wasn't he, before that? Yeah, that sounds about right. Anyway, so regards, very uh, cryptic, don't know what it has to do with the beer, but three stars. Mm. So uh, Stephen R at Hopheads, hoppy, slightly sweet, but a big beer, 4.25. James M is doing well, four-star beer. Uh, not a bad choice for the second keg at the house. Mm. That was like when I was in um, Hillsville. I'm mm. not Hillsville, Hillsburg. And I went to Bear Republic. Basically the same place. And the guy um, yeah. the guy behind the bar was basically, that's the thing, he's got his own home bar and because he, mm. he works at Bear Republic. He pretty much came up with the name for Racer 5. Oh. And um, so at home he's just got a rotating tap of, you know, Bear Republic, Plenty and other but beers that he likes. What a dick. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, Jeff, have you considered putting a, like, a home bar in your place? It's, I've, I've considered it. <laughs> well, we, we, we did consider putting a brewery in the uh, yes. station. Yeah, that's, that we did. <laughs> that's right. We did. Isn't Jeff's entire home a bar? Like, I've only ever seen alcohol there. Jeff well, doesn't own food. No, I don't know. Well, food. Jeff does not I have Kit in there at the moment. Because when I came back from Japan, I bought, like, you know, that's strawberry cheesecake Kit Kats. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I have a spare room, so, you know, tell me you want to come over. 
So, what else have we got? Well, this is what I love about America. Stuart Owen, Gardino Ristorante Italiano. Some random Italian restaurant, four stars, but that you can get this beer at. Mm. Mm. It was when I was in, a lot of yeah, stories about that trip, but um, when I was in San Francisco in September for the wedding, um, our friends had a little sort of, um, so people had come in from all over the world, from mm. London, mm. from all around America, from Sydney, from Melbourne. Mm. This was sort of a, oh, well, welcome to San Francisco. We're going to Sonoma County for the wedding tomorrow. Let's all get to know each other. And it was just some, you know, standard... Italian restaurant, the kind of place that you'd expect seeing the Carlton section of mm-hmm. Ligon Street in Melbourne. And they just had like five, six amazing craft beers on tap and a great bottle selection. And you're like, yeah. it kind normal. of exemplifies what America's like. Like the kind of beer like this that comes out in Australia, people are like, oh my God, uh-huh. it's this American brewery, amazing. And it's, it's on it all. a pot, yeah. And in America, it's just at, at the supermarket, <laughs> at Italian restaurants, no, no way a craft beer place. <laughs> it's pretty cool. But um, meaningful comments. Matt M. Hoppy and bitter, just like the hippies around San Francisco. Perfect for a long day touring the Bay City. 3.75. He must have been to Toronado before then. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sam, it's a real testament to how good this beer is that it's a multi-arse dipper and it's still so enjoyable. Four out of five. Did you say multi-arse? Yeah, multi-arse. Yes, that makes sense. Todd G at Barclay Circle. 9.75%. ABV, comma. 90, oh, I see what he's doing. 9.75% ABV, 91 IBU double IPA, hoppy, dank, resinous, West Coast style, exclamation mark, 4.5. See, I, I just want to, um, like, wheel that back. So, so that was Barclays Circle. Um, do you think it's, like, a, the, the sister um, shopping centre of Barclays Square down the road from here? Finally, uh, Maybe there's Barclays Triangle somewhere as well. It is a... Uh, it is a athletics and sports center in Rochester, Michigan. And it's also not spelt the same. Okay, it's spelt like Barclays. Like the bank. Barclays bank. Well, maybe they can change that. Maybe. All right, give me one more review. Uh, that's boring. There's no comment. Uh, you don't think anyone's going to beat the bitter in the San Francisco hippie one? <laughs> well, I mean, Orlando O, bomb, breakfast of champions. I can I can resonate with that. This one's yeah. good. Rick T. Resonate, resonate. Uh, nice hoppy brew to kick off divisional weekend. Hashtag playoffs. Hashtag NFL. Hashtag beer and football. Four point seven five. A lot of um, sporting references. Yeah. We had our golf. Mm, yep. With that. We had whatever mm. you were talking about earlier with that player. M- yep. Maybe this is the beer. Yeah, well, I mean, golfers. if people do want, um, I guess we should probably uh, mention if people. Are looking for something to do at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. this very venue. Oh, yes. Um, They're going to have the big projector down and all the TVs is that, is around. That, is that tomorrow? No, no, no two, weeks. Time. two weeks. Monday, just, two weeks. Just after Brewers. Fifth of Feb. So, what's the deal with Australians giving shit about the Super Bowl? I've always, I've always liked American football. Australians give a lot of a shit about the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. But it will be eight, $8, $8, pints, of, uh, $8 pints of um, Founders, Founders All Day IPA yeah. and Colonial. And I think, like, is he doing, like, six IPA? wings for six dollars uh, well? Just dollar wings. Mm-hmm. Just dollar wings, yep. So, um, yeah, it'll be... Yeah. We'll, we'll all be here. Mm. But no, American sports. So... We, um... A lot, a lot of people love NFL in Australia. Yeah. So just wheeling it away from that normal, what do we think about this bit? Um, this is much better than the last one. It doesn't... It drinks like a six. 
a six star beer or a six percent beer or a six IBU beer. Ah, so you weren't here for that episode? No. It's a good friend uh, Heath at Craft and Co. <laughs> I'd forgotten it was Heath that said that. He said it once, and we kind of rolled, well, I've rolled with it ever since. Yeah, yeah. But I actually like it. So if I drink a beer, that's, I think he had someone that came in, it was one of their mm, beers, mm. and it was quite alcoholic, and he had someone come in, and they said it drunk like a six. Okay, like a so, 6%. 6% beer. So I've kind of turned that into the term I use. If I drink a beer that doesn't taste as alcoholic as the ABV suggests it should like taste. I say it drinks like a six. I think this one drinks like an eight. What, what is it? 9.75. Yeah. 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 Calling it eight. <laughs> it still tastes pretty boozy. I feel like it tastes to me like a pine forest that's been like chipped and then forced in my mouth. I know it is very it's piney, it's boozy. It, it actually it, do, it that's doesn't some powerful hide. imagery yeah. there. Well, that's what I'm getting. It doesn't hide the wow. boozy. It doesn't hide the boozy. It doesn't drink like a six. Um, <laughs> so what what are ratings so far? I'm I'm really tossing up between three point seven five and four at the moment. But I'm happy to open probably lean <laughs> probably leaning towards three point seven five just because the booze like I said, it does it doesn't actually drink like six. It tastes quite boozy and I think that booze flavour overpowers yeah, mm. some of the other flavours that the hops would normally um, bring out. So 3.75 for me. Yeah, I'm going to 3.5. I think it's like, again, like the previous beers, they're like pretty, like pretty standard mm. rendition of its style. Maybe it's because I'm like <laughs> two hangovers deep now or something like that, so I'm not really coping <laughs> with this as well as I would normally do. But I feel like that's got to be a band name at some point. <laughs> two <laughs> two hangovers deep. deep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's 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 good. I would drink. I would drink it again. Like if someone put another one in front of me today, I probably wouldn't drink it. But like on a different day, absolutely, no problem. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it, it's it, yeah, it's just not it's, not it's just not doing anything sort of particularly exciting for me. I think is sort of my rationale for that. But Emily. Um, I'm giving it a four, but that's because I'm drunk now. <laughs> wow, this is all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the rating system is... Chris, your, your vote will actually matter here, right? I know. It's, we go with, I get really we, complimentary when I'm drunk. <laughs> just like, yeah, we'll I'm, go I, with... I think I, I think I love you, double IPA. <laughs> I'm going 3.5. I, I agree with the sentiment that it's, um, it's fine, it's an example of the style, but that's about it, really. I don't, I don't think Drake would actually approve this. Um, it's two 3.5s, a 4, means that pretty much I'm right. Yeah, you're going to be the takeaway from this. Yeah, but 3.5 is still the answer. 3.5 <laughs> is the answer. It's like, just like the US elections. You can be right but still lose. Oh, this is... <laughs> this is such well, a no, dark road electric, to go This down. is kind of like the... We've kind of got the electoral college system going on. So, before we finish up here... Uh, we should mention again that we have our collaboration beer with Hop Nation, uh, which should appear at Beer Deluxe from... Uh, beer Deluxe on Australia Day. Yeah, and um, January 26th. Well, I don't know if Alex was just talking shit or being serious, but he definitely has a keg, mm -hmm. and he said he'll be putting it on the Saturday. All right. So I assume, but contractually, nobody mm -hmm. is allowed to put it on Australia Day because it's the... Mm -hmm. um, so it's an interesting event. So Beer Deluxe is putting on an event where there's a selection of, I think, eight breweries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's even more than that now. I think it's like 12 Victoria. or 13 or something like that. Or maybe it's eight brews and 13 beers or something. What so else? it's a bit of a um, bit of a uh, up middle finger to the whole Australia Day thing where it's um, sort of um, it's all new arrival IPAs. So you can try IPAs from breweries that have never been here before. Mm. 
And um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. You don't need, you can book, but you don't need mm. to book. Um, but a lot of the brewers will be there. We know the yep. Hop Nation guys will be there. We'll all be there. Yeah, we'll yep. be there. Um, so that'll be the launch, but um, yeah, check up the website if you can't make it to Beer Deluxe. And I've got it'll a, be everywhere else. The article has, a, I said, apart from Perth, which um, we'll let you know as soon as we know exactly where it's going to be. But as far as Victoria, um, well, Bris- yeah. Brisbane Scratch, yeah, um, Adelaide is Nola, Sydney is Bitterfew, and yeah, you've got about ten venues in Melbourne, and um, yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to be really good. It'll be worth a taste. We only um, do one. Awesome. We only do one or one beer a year, maybe yeah. more this year. Yeah. But, um, it'll be a few this year, I suspect. We, we've had we've we've had we've had two. Out, we've struck gold yeah. two out of two, and um, exactly between this our our um, ingenuity and stupidity and Hop Nation's <laughs> brewing now, but I, th- I think um, I, think I think it's going to be a winner. I think that's a good take for pretty much how I describe anything we do, um, except the Hop Nation. But we use, you can interchange that with someone else who has now. Am I allowed to do a shameless plug before we clock up? Of course, you yeah. are. Of course. Um, so um, our next Frost magazine is coming out on the second of February. Or the third, because that's when Brewers Feast. No, the fourth. Okay, we're doing an official launch at Brewers Feast um, on the fourth of February, the Sunday. The Um, podcast will be fabulous. Recorded at the same time. Um, And it's our road trip edition, and it's very fabulous. And so keep an eye out for it. Absolutely. And um, check us out on Facebook. Chuck us a like <laughs> if you want to. If you don't want to, that's totally fine as well. I don't think half our listeners even like us. No. I pay uh, Facebook to boost some posts, <laughs> try to get more engagement, really? and we just can't crack that uh, 500 <laughs> You guys likes. are kind of annoying, though. So. Yeah. But yeah, people hand. just don't like it. We're not likable. It's fair enough. People I've tell me us. I'm likable. It's you two that are dra- it's you two. <laughs> Maybe even you Hey, anything. man, I'm never here. It's this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking full responsibility. Chris is, it's like, you know, well, when Chris is always in the photos, I'm adding they get like, exactly. very little likes. Yep. I'm adding yep. like 25% likability here. Yeah. You're adding likability. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. This is what I'm bringing to the table. Right. You're, you're, you're our poker chip. We need to get another episode with Lauren on. Yeah, She's that's very true. likable. Oh. We have 444 Maybe. likes at the moment. Like that's sort of that's that's a very well, I've been auspicious number in Chinese <laughs> culture as well. How, how many? Um, 444. It's like. Do you have like 10,000 like Instagram followers? Oh no, Instagram 56,000. Yeah. What the fuck is with that? Mm, people like beer. The Sao Paulo has now dropped off the. Uh, Oh really? You're Top not five. big in Sao Paulo anymore. Damn so basically, if you um, but are we big in Japan? Uh, that is the question. Go on. All right, people, let's. You gotta let's, lift your game in Brazil. Um, let, let's um finish this up. Sorry. Um, what kind of interesting? I feel like anyone who actually has any sense stopped listening about two minutes ago. So just stop trying, Chris. Just just stop. And any, it. anyone who's still listening, it's probably one of the 444 people <laughs> actually likes us. Um. Uh, Apologies in advance. Um, so, also Brewers Feast. Don't forget Brewers Feast. Make sure you get a ticket. Make sure you mark it out in your calendar. It, it'll be a great event. We'll all be there. Uh, so oh, we. I forgot to say that we'll also be selling Frost T-shirts. And no one's listening anymore. No, no, they, they've tuned out at this point. You should have said this at the start. Nonetheless. <laughs> I was going to say my mum might be listening, but I've dropped like two swear words, so I hope she's not listening. Fuck yeah. Uh, all right, all right, kite man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have time to explain that, but look up Kite Man. Um, on that note, we have been the Bros of Beer Collective. Uh, we have been Emily Day. I'm still Emily Day. That, uh, we have been Jeffrey Chi. Good to talk to you all again. We've been Paul Christoph. Au revoir. And we've been Chris Shorten, and we'll talk to you all next week.